Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 248. I have a guest for you today. I have a warrior dishing up a warrior. I love dishing up warriors. I have Megan on the podcast. This is her second time on the Warrior School podcast. And it's actually, well, a month or so ago, it was our second year anniversary. We've been working together for two years, uh, which is so cool. So we did a couple of things together when we recorded this podcast. I'm doing a bunch of success stories with a lot of the warriors that have been in warrior school for a couple of years, just to really highlight them and the work that they have put in for the last couple of years and the really cool results that they have got from their journey. Then Megan and I recorded this podcast together because this year, well, by the time that you whack this episode in your ears, it's going to be 2024. So I guess I'll, I'll put myself in the future and say last year, even though I'm in 2023, I hosted two training challenges within Warrior School. So the first one was all about building confidence at the barbell and we ran that January through to March then the second one was called warrior queen 2.0 play to win and concluded in November now I love creating these challenges they're separate to the one-on-one work that I do with all of my warriors they're totally optional for them to do but they add this element of uh, curiosity playfulness uh, passion desire fun novelty to the training practice because building a foundation uh, you know can feel a little hard and a little boring and training alone also it can get lonely and so me creating these it fuels my creativity but the the way that I look at it is adding these elements that we often desire in our relationship with training The way that I like to think about my work is that I'm like the Esther Perel to training. So Esther Perel, all of her work is with relationships. Now we're in relationship to everything uh, and we have a relationship with training, but a lot of her work focuses on and she has this belief that the quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. And I'm 100% on board with that belief that she has But for me, my work focuses in the training space, in the physical space. And I truly believe that the quality of our training determines the quality of our lives. And that when we build a strong body that we trust, when we create a body that we love, we get to live the the life that we want. And so parts of these challenges are bringing in these elements that Esther Perel talks about all of the time that we need in relationships. So we need structure, stability, safety, organization, uh, communication, but we also need novelty and playfulness and desire and competitiveness. And, uh, uh, and so I love when I work with warriors in a one-on-one capacity, I definitely try and weave that into their training. But, you know, building a foundation is, it's hard work. Sometimes it's boring work and we have to do the same stuff over and over and over again in order to build that really strong foundation. Also, training alone can get really lonely. 
And so I love creating these group challenges because one, we get to come together and it feels like we're all training together. We're sharing the wins. The warriors are doing similar things. They're working towards, you know, a similar goal or a similar outcome. Now their programming is a little different based on where they're at in their journey and what's going on in their body. So there's that individualized element, but this is a time for us to bring in a group element where we're working towards a common goal and we get to go through the highs and lows of a challenge together, which is really, really cool. And it brings in these elements that I'm so obsessed and fascinated with is the novelty, playfulness, desire, passion, all of these things that you know, are really important when we're building this long-term, successful, sustainable lifelong training practice. So I got Megan on because she she participated in Warrior Queen 2.0 Play to Win. This was her second challenge. She did the first one at the start of the year. And so we talk all about uh, her journey through Warrior Queen 2.0 Play to Win. She shares her hurdles uh, and how she conquered them. She highlights her wins over the 10-week challenge and We really talk a lot about her navigating burnout, which has been a really big thing for her for a really long time. And we talk about weight loss and finally seeing body composition changes after uh, a long time. It took a long time for her body to feel safe, to create stability, and for her to make changes in other areas of her life uh, that finally allowed her body to let go of some of the weight that she had wanted to lose uh, for a really long time. We also talk about training on the go. And, you know, she traveled twice during this challenge. So we talk all about that. How did she uh, adjust it? How did she modify it? Because that's a really big thing for a lot of us. You know, like life is dynamic. There's always a lot of stuff going on. And one of my biggest missions with the Warriors is to teach them how to dynamically adjust and modify their training based on what's going on in their life and what's going on in their body. And so Megan shares her experience with traveling and doing Warrior Queen 2.0 play to win, which was she was a hefty challenge. Uh, We talk about the, the level she played at, what was involved. We talk about how we adapted it and so much more. It was such a really cool conversation. I love talking to Megan. Uh, She's a gem. So enjoy this conversation with one of my warriors, Megan Meredith. Megan, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. Number two. Number two. Number two. We're going to talk about uh, Warrior Queen 2.0 today. All right. (laughs) You were just saying before we hit record that it feels like it was a long time ago, even though we wrapped it up or just over a month ago. (laughs) No, it feels like forever more longer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I thought uh, those that are listening have probably heard a couple of the episodes uh, all around Warrior Queen 2.0 with some of the other warriors. So we kind of all know what's going on. We're going to kick it off and we're going to start with you sharing your idea of playing to win because that was the whole 
uh, concept or idea for Warrior Queen 2.0. It was the second challenge that we did this year. And the idea or concept was playing to win. And it's not so much about getting the outcome. It's about how well you play the game. And as a byproduct of that, we win. And so I want to know from you, what does playing to win mean to you? Okay. My first thought with this whole challenge of playing to win is I want to get the most points. Like I want to be the best. And so then I have to reel it back and think, okay, now that let's the competition or is only against for myself, not for against other people. Um, so playing to win was being able to complete the challenge with the balance of not burning myself out. Yeah, I really love that. I don't think any of the other warriors spoke to the points, uh, but I love that you brought that up because this one was so uh, heavily based on a lot of data. It was very objective. And so I designed all of these massive Excel spreadsheets for them and they had a big point system. So depending on what level they played at, they had different things they had to do and they accumulated points. And so <laughs> I like that you say that the mind for you went straight to, okay, winning, winning means like the most points and I'm going to be the best and get a hundred percent on my points here. Yes. And at one point, I think it was more towards the end, like, and I'll get to it later, but I had I had a really busy season in my life during this challenge and I got burned out and, and I was like, I'm not getting my walking in and that, or like one day I wasn't going to get my walking in. And I was like, I'm not going to get my points. And you're like, so what? And I'm like, oh, okay. So what? So it's just, and that's also like playing to win because it, it teaches me that I don't have to go above and beyond what I'm capable of on that day. Yeah, I love that, Megan, because if we just take the the path of, okay, winning to me is gathering the, the, the highest amount of points that I can, and I'm just going to keep going and keep pushing to get the points, but then there's no listening and there's no, there's burnout essentially. And so what that, what happens then is that, well, we're we're like delaying the the progress to really get towards where we want to go in the end. You know, we're on the long way, but we have this goal or this vision you do. And so these moments or these challenges are a little test for you all to be like, okay, how are you going to play this game? You know, life is going to come up and I put things like points in front of you. Yeah, because it's like we're motivated by you know, tangible things or like our, you know, our devices or point systems. But the real test, I think, is when you're in something like that is choosing to listen and not do the walk or not do the workout sometimes or prioritize the food or the sleep or take the hit on not adding those 10 points, but you've really won because you've actually, you're playing a different game because before you wouldn't have done that. Yeah, correct. And then it also plays to the other side of 
like if my day didn't go as structured as I wanted it to, and I had not gotten my walking in for the day to win those or to have those points. I remember one day our neighbors had invited us over for dinner and my day had been super busy. And I had to say, Hey, I'm going to be 30 minutes late because I'm going on my walk. So it plays on that flip side too, because then it challenges me to make it fit when it works for myself. Yeah. And when you have like the energy there and the reserves and the body feels good and you're recovering, it no longer becomes a question of like physical capability. It becomes a question of, Hey, actually like, how are my boundaries here? How is like my prioritization of myself here? Because a lot of us, yeah, easily can fall into feeling pressured that we have to do certain things at a certain time and we miss out sometimes on things that we really want to do that are good for us. And so I like that you've made that flip of like challenges like this and having, you know, that clear kind of like, uh, this is what I've got to tick off can help be like, nope, like I'm, I'm doing this challenge here and I feel really good. And so I'll be 30 minutes late for dinner because I want to go and do my walking. Yeah. yeah. I really love that. Can you talk about, so Warrior Queen 2.0, Play to Win had three different levels. And before we get into the level that you played, I want to know, so you said when you first saw it, what initially came up was, I want to get as many points as I possibly can. What else came up for you in your mind when I presented that challenge? Because it was very different to the first one. Uh, and as I've spoken about on previous podcast episodes, yeah, it was very heavily um placed in, you know, the tracking and the data, and it also had this conditioning component to it. And so I'd love to know initially when I dished it up to you, what went on in, in the mind? Oh, it, it made me a little nervous because you had created a beautiful PDF workbook to look through. And it was just like, I want to say it was overwhelming at first. I mean, you break it down so easily within the PDF, but it was still like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. And then ultimately it didn't end up being as much as it initially felt. Yeah. Talk about how you decided what level you were going to play. So tracking is a sticky subject for me. And so that was the main thing that, cause I was like, I know I'm not going to track every, all my macros. I knew that was out for me. Um, so that was number one. Number two, why I chose my level is cause I did not choose the highest level is that I didn't think at the time and knowing what my, that season of my life was going to be that I would not be able to train more than what I had already been doing. Plus the conditioning piece more conditioning piece that makes sense. So yeah. Do you want to say what level that, what level you picked? I chose two, which was the enthusiast. Yeah. And just give, give a rundown of what two uh, entailed. And then we're going to tie it into other stuff that was going on in your life that helped you make that decision. Okay. Um, level two included three strength training and conditioning sessions per week, walking daily, 20 to 40 minutes. But I think I did, it was 30 minutes, what I remember. Um, 60 minutes of zone two per week with a minimum of 
maybe 20 minutes per session, but I did two 30 minute zone twos and then weekly measurements and or weighing. And then also the cycle seeking with the food. Um, I know I just did protein and I can't remember if that was part of just level two. I think that's why I was. Yeah, okay. it was level one. So level one had the approach of just following like the principles that we okay. we've worked on before and then tracking the protein. But for some of you that are uh, tracking, yeah, is a, is a more difficult relationship and others who didn't have big body composition goals, they actually didn't do the tracking. They did okay. the, the tracking stuff or the food stuff from level one. So for you, uh, because our work together is all individualized in the end, the, the challenges are just something so fun that you can all do together. But um, even in the, the first one, that I individualized parts of it. And so for you, what would serve you best was not to do the cycle syncing intermittent energy restriction approach and the tracking was just to do the food stuff from mm -hmm. level one, which worked quite well for you, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And it also just like tracking the protein and making sure that I truly was eating the adequate amount of protein that I was hoping to get every day. So that was a good reminder and a visual to see that. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I want to just talk a little bit about what else was going on in, in your life. Cause I know you traveled a lot. And so that definitely played into you choosing level one. I think this is a really important thing to talk about because often the mind will want to go to the highest level. Yeah. We'll want to do the most and we'll want to be the best. Uh, and a lot of us have done that before, but we, we can do it for a little while, but then it's not really sustainable. And a lot of the time it actually doesn't set us up to play to win. We actually, in the end, <laughs> feel like we've lost out. Uh, and so for you, yeah, what else was going on that kind of um, led you to pick level two because level three was training four days uh which was that extra training day was the main difference uh on okay. top of level two yeah so I had two trips planned during the time and one of them was an educational school trip with my son that was like a 12 to 14 hour road trip and then being in cabins um and not having access to my own food or not, a, not, not able to bring my own food. Um, so that was one thing. And so that was a week, a little bit less than a week. And then the second one is, you know, I went on vacation to a beach and there I had access to a kitchen and, you know, to the grocery store. So that was a little bit better, but those two were really challenging because they were also both driving a lot of driving, to the spot and driving home. And that can be really taxing on me. Yeah. And talk about how you manage that, because often if we have a break in like our rhythm or our routine, a lot of the time our default or what we really struggle with is maintaining that momentum, like to keep showing up for ourselves and you know, fueling ourselves the best that we can and continuing our training. So how did you navigate those trips and uh, the challenge? So the first trip, the educational trip that I went on, I bookend my 
strength training before and after, and that worked out really well. And during the trip, I just tried to walk as much as I could. Um, you know, there were times that I was able to walk on my own and I would just try to get as many steps as I could. And that was helpful just to keep my body moving on the second trip. Um, I found a gym that was close and luckily the people that we were with, it was just a, a more laid back, easy vacation. So I would go to the gym and, um, do my own thing and then come back. So it didn't interfere with anything. And so that was just really neat to be able to find a gym, go do my training. You know, I did that three days that whole week and then get as much walking in as I could on the beach. I would take the stairs almost every time we went somewhere, I was up and down the stairs, just trying to get as much movement in as I could. Yeah. And on the first one, the food was a little bit out of your control, but the second one, you said that you had access to then be able to cook. Yeah. And we, the first one, it was like cafeteria food. And so, but I would just try to prioritize the protein and just look at, okay, well, these are my options. And it was a really good learning experience for me to not be in my head about ingredients or quality of food. And I was like, I just need to nourish myself. And that's number one. Um, yeah. And then the second one, we ate out about every night. So it's just having more control during the day. And then at night when I eat out, I just prioritize protein and something that I want too. I'm not going to eat crappy food that, that doesn't taste good to me. That was what I did. And it worked really well. Yeah. Can you talk about uh, some of the really cool wins and results that you uh, got from, from the challenge, from the 10 weeks? I think one of the biggest ones is just what we were talking about, being able to travel and adjust accordingly. And both of them looked very different. Both trips looked very different. And so just knowing like, oh, I could do it this way and I can do it this way. It doesn't have to be the same. And I still felt fine. Um, I've had more body composition changes, just shifting in how my body looks, which has been really neat to see. The mind work of trying on new things and realizing when something doesn't work for me or a piece that does work for me. Like I had to take out the conditioning piece towards the end because after the travel, it just really wore me out. And so you and I discussed like, let's just take out the conditioning piece to try to preserve the nervous system and give you the energy to do your strength training. And that was helpful as well. And so for the mind, it's just knowing that it's okay. And so my points went down towards the end and I was just okay with it. Yeah. And the other cool thing, we had a really cool conversation around actually getting uh, a device for you to help with because low energy and feeling burnt out is a cycle that you've been in for a long time. And it, it takes, it takes you a little bit to catch on to it. And by the time you do, it's, it's like a little too late that you're kind of exhausted and burnt out because what we were talking about is that sometimes you just feel like it's like, am I making this up? It's like this story in my head or, you yeah. know, am I really? And so one of the things that we did even before the challenge finished, I believe, or did we do it just after the challenge? I think I got it right as the challenge ended. 
was actually getting you a whoop so then mm -hmm. you could actually have objective data that you could see, you know, over weeks and over months that would help you uh, learn a little bit more about your body and kind of catch that, you know, when the recovery is low um, to, to put in some, you know, certain, put in certain things that will help you not reach that kind of exhaustion, burnt out phase. Yeah. Do you want, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. So I've had the whoop now for, I think six weeks. I don't know. So I've really enjoyed it to, to learn about the data and so when I have really low days of pure exhaustion and depletion and to see what it matches up to on my whoop. And so then I'm learning what has worked for me, what's not working for me and even alcohol, which I don't drink alcohol very often, but during Thanksgiving time, I had some alcohol and just seeing how much it plays into more depletion and like really low recovery rate was just really interesting to see. Um, trying to think some of the other data that I've enjoyed, like tracking my sleep and realizing, okay, so my sleep's not as bad as I felt it was. So there are other pieces that need some work and it's not just about the sleep. So I've been trying to work on some of those things after looking at the data and talking with you and discussing some of that. Yeah, I think it's it's just it's helpful. Like it's another puzzle piece that can definitely you've done so much work over the last couple of years of really like like listening and the subjective data and you know doing that kind of tracking of paying attention to certain things. But this I feel, you know, after that conversation when we took out the conditioning uh, in Warrior Queen because you had had a really busy couple of months and the body was feeling like depleted and run down. So, and the, I think having that conversation and getting the whoop for you, it just adds that, it just adds some more information that will help you then just make decisions from a place that maybe you feel a little bit more confident. Whereas before, sometimes it's like, oh, am I making it up? Am I like, yeah. is it really, should I just push through? Like, I feel, is it all in my head? Like, I'm not really sure. And so I feel like it can help us make more efficient and effective decisions for ourselves when we mm -hmm. see the data, especially over time, like patterns yeah. over time uh, really allow us to learn about, yeah, what we're doing. Is it working for us or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like two things that have come to mind lately with my whoop is I have sometimes I have better recovery and sleep deeper when I read before I go to bed, which is so neat. I was like, oh, because there's and then um, a, uh, a consistent bedtime that really helps as well. Yeah. And look, we could learn these. We could kind of learn these things like, or, you know, just doing it without data stuff. But just I think like the challenge brings this element of like uh, structure and a new kind of trying it on and a new mm -hmm. learning each challenge that we do. 
or each kind of training phase that I put you through, it's similar when we change our nutrition or we add like a device. It's really just another tool that we're adding to the toolbox to learn about all of this stuff and how we're tolerating it right now and what's working and what's not working for us. So I think it's a a really cool piece for you. Were there any other challenges that came up for you? Um, I think that's it. I mean, the cha- I did the tracking, even just tracking protein was still a struggle for me. Um, so I had to work through that. And of course I didn't do it on vacation cause it was just too difficult. Um, so I've talked about the points of just letting that go. Your foot thing didn't come up until after it's just been Correct. recent. Yeah, it was right after that. Yeah, she's got probably a like a micro fracture in her foot right now. So yeah. Injuries are just interesting. We've had to change her training a little bit. Yeah, we have. Yes. Um, The challenge, like it just invites you and also the whoop. So I'm thinking, you know, doing something like the Warrior Queen Challenge 2.0 and something like the whoop, it just has invited me to look at things differently or more introspectively um and just be aware of it pay attention because i can easily like go through the checklist oh i did my walking today that's so many points i did this today that's so many points and so it just has invited me more to be present with what i'm doing and be with myself and that's really what play to win is is connecting with myself and my body yeah it is. And it's it's super fun when we get to do things like this. It brings some novelty, I think, and some passion into our training relationship that we need every now and then. Just like our other relationships, we need to be purposeful and create intention and do certain things that bring in different elements. But really, in the end, it's always about the communication and the connection. And so <laughs> it always comes back to that of, okay, my body's communicating to me. I need to connect to it and I need to listen and I need to respond. And like I said to you, like, who gives a shit if you can't get all your points? Yeah. Who gives a shit if you can't finish the challenge? Like, it's not about the challenge. It's about the playing and doing, playing the best that you can. And of most of the time, there's going to be an adaption or a modification or a pivot because nothing is like, linear and for a lot of warriors there was we had to like um, modify or adapt or pivot or take something out or add something in and as soon as we can like lean into that that that's that's normal and that's going to happen all of the time and it's an okay thing and if I keep resisting that that's what creates more stress really on the body whereas if I can just lean into it and be like okay we're just gonna, we're gonna change it. We're gonna change the approach. Uh, I think it's a, it's a cool learning. It is. Yeah. That mind work. What are you excited about for 2024? More body composition changes. So I've been with Amy for two years. It took about, it took 18 months for my body to start changing. And so and that's good. It's nice. And so I look forward to more. I look forward to getting stronger and adding more muscle and yeah. gain more energy. Yeah. I love all of those things. 
so fun. <laughs> Megan, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to say? One thing that I love about these challenges, and especially this one, is that the community that you have provided for all of us warriors it's incredible and it's really beautiful. So just having that community connection was like top notch and I loved it. Yeah. It's really cool when you go on a journey, a similar journey, they're not exactly the same because you're all different, but a very similar journey. You head out together on this mission. And what's even cooler is that the wins, you know, sharing of the mission, sharing of the challenge, and then you get to read like what every woman is going through, like what was a challenge or what was a win? And yeah, that piece is, I think, is really cool. It would be really cool thing. if you all do it more often on the I know. channel. And I, I, know. I have to give them points. So I have to create a challenge and an incentive of like getting points to win for them to keep posting on the win. <laughs> I know. That's pitiful, isn't it? <laughs> One thing I forgot to add is that you, that part of the points was to post on social media twice a week. And that was that was really challenging for me, especially at first and then every time. So I would, you know, uh, post on my Instagram stories just a snippet of my training. And I had so many women that I know reach out and say, I love that you're doing this and, you know, like way to go, keep going. It's encouraged me to work out. So that was really neat. So one of the challenges at the beginning ended up being such a positive thing. And I appreciated that. Yeah, I love that you remembered that and you brought that up yeah. because that to see, see other women in the gym or, you know, or at home and they're lifting, it's it's so inspiring. It does. Mm -hmm. It inspires uh, others a lot. And so, yeah, part of that challenge was just sharing, like sharing your uh -huh. journey more, sharing the hard work that you do behind the scenes and it's inspiring to see other women do it. So it is. I love yeah. it. Thank you for providing the challenge to us. There'll be another one. There'll be a couple next year. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Megan, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Amy. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, warrior woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.